I am Jeremiah. I am a prophet of the nation of Israel. I have been prophesying for 40 years, starting in 646 B.C. That's a very long time. And I have to tell you, the entire time, I was miserable, I was scared, and I was angry. Because I was a prophet in Israel in a time of turmoil. And God was angry at Israel. So I had to be a prophet in a very, very difficult time. But I want to tell you my whole story, so I will. I'm going to sit because rabbis sit when they teach, and also, I'm an old man. And please forgive me, I have the beginnings of leprosy in my right hand, so I have it bandaged. When I was only a youth of 17, God came to me and said he knew me before I was formed in my mother's womb. And before I was actually born, he blessed me. I thought all of that was a little odd, but after all, I'm listening to God. He went on to say he appointed me as a prophet to the nations. Me. A boy of 17. I said, no way. No way, God. I do not know how to speak to a lot of people. I'm only a kid. God said, don't you tell me you're only a kid. To, to all to whom I send you, you shall go. Whenever I command you, you shall speak. Then God said, don't be afraid of anyone because I am with you and I will deliver you. Then an amazing thing happened. God reached out and touched my mouth and said, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. Now I knew enough of Jewish history to know that what just happened to me had also happened to Elijah when God put a lump of coal in his mouth and called him to be a prophet. So that's how this whole prophet thing started for me. To be honest, I wasn't sure what that meant, but I sure found out quickly. I went from being a lonely and sensitive boy into a man who was even more lonely and more sensitive, because now I was to speak for God and give a very unwanted, and scary message to my people. It was to do it fearlessly and dramatically and passionately what I was called to do, and I did. But sometimes I was too passionate. Most of the time I was too passionate because I got the name of the weeping prophet. I get emotional, and I apologize to you now if I get emotional today. God used me to warn my nation of Israel of its impending doom and destruction. That destruction was coming soon. It was coming from the north of Israel by the great nation of Babylon under King Nebuchadnezzar. Specifically, God said to me, 
I am going to send for all the tribes of the north, even for King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, my servant. And I will bring them against this land and its inhabitants and against all the nations around. I will utterly destroy them and make them an object of horror and an everlasting disgrace. Well, I continue to spread God's damning words to those in Israel, to the point where I went to the great temple and loudly denounced those within and told them God's words. You, will you steal, murder, commit adultery, swear falsely, burn incense to Baal, and go after other gods that you have not known. And then you come and stand before me in my house that has my name, and you say, we are delivered. And then you only go on doing these abominations. For these and many more honest statements about those who lived in Israel, I repeatedly got in a lot of trouble. I was arrested and beaten. I was put into prison. I was put into a pit that only had a mud floor. And there was no way out. There was no food. There was no water. I was so scared. But finally, I got rescued. God ordered me to make a yoke for oxen and strap it on my neck and wear it around Israel, proclaiming, this is what will happen to you if you don't change your ways. You will be captives like an ox. In saying and doing all these things, I knew that the end was near. Mighty Babylon would conquer us and send us into captivity. I not only pleaded with the Israelites to immediately return to God, but I also pleaded with God to try to save them. You've got to understand, I love God very much, but I also Love, my country, and all those who lived in it. They were my friends, my family. Then as Babylon almost encircled Jerusalem, God told me to go buy a piece of land. Thought it odd, but God talking, so I did. And I learned some hope. I learned that why God ordered me to do that is that it was to be a symbol a symbol for all Jews that were about to be carried off to go to Babylon. But that symbol was someday they might come back to their land. And there was a little ray of hope in me. And, and then the end came. And Jerusalem and its temple were totally destroyed. And almost all my people were forced into captivity and driven from the land. They were taken as captives and made to live in Babylon. And I was left in Israel because I was not a threat. I was a total and complete 
failure. I was worth nothing. Nothing. Then, they say my words will endure for future generations. So let me ask all of you, are you like the people of Israel? Do you put things in your life in place of God, like money, like power, like prestige, and even yourself? If so, then I warn you, you will become miserable and wretched, just like the Israelites. I say that to you. God does not want to make you miserable. God does not want to make you wretched. But when you replace God with sin, you cause yourself to become lost and without hope. Stop. Turn away from sin and accept God into your life. After the Israelites had been exiled, God had me write a letter to my captive people in Babylon. In it, he directed me to say, This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promises and bring you back to this place. For I know the plans that I have for you. Plans to prosper you and to not harm you. Plans that will give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me. When you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. I will then bring you back from captivity. I immediately thought, wait, wait a minute. Can God change his mind? Is God going to forgive the Israelites that are now in Babylon? Is he really willing to take them back? That was an incredible statement to be made by God. Then God said to me two more amazing things. The days are surely coming when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. A covenant, by the way, they broke. Though I was their husband. But this, this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, I will put my law within their hearts. I will put my law within their hearts. I shall write it on their hearts. And I will be their God. And they shall be my people. God also said, The days are surely coming when I will raise up for David a righteous branch. And he shall reign as king and deal wisely and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In his days, 
Judah will be saved, and Israel will live in safety. And this is the name by which he will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. So, what do my repeated messages to the Israelite and to God mean to you that are with me today? They mean that we are to continue to learn the inspired word of God and then to share it with others in everything we say and in every action we take. And then you need to continue to do so no matter what hardships you may endure, no matter what privations you may have experienced. Why do I say that? Because that is exactly what happened to me. And you can do it also. Secondly, God will forgive you. No matter how far you have strayed from God, God can live within you. If we ask God, he will put his new covenant within us. He will write it on our hearts. And finally, by God's words, he was saying that the Messiah would come to Israel and show his people how to bring them to God. How to bring God into their lives. I didn't long, live long enough to experience the significance of those words, or their meaning. Did you? Shalom.